Well, good afternoon, everybody. I'm Larry Gasman. I'm the facilitator of Living Life with Diabetes 101, session number six. Our host today for Zoom is Holly. I'm also streaming and facilitating. And we're going to, we're going to, we've talked for the last, oh, two days or so about things that are specific to diabetes with regard to physicians who have helped us with nutrition and exercise, and especially those who are brand new to diabetes. What, what do you do when you first find out that you're diabetic? And we talked a lot about that, but what we haven't talked much about is what those of us who have been diabetic for a while can do based on the knowledge that you sort of gain as you live with this disease. And so what we've done is brought some people at, at large expense, not ours, but somebody's, uh, here to talk about what they do, what do, what do they use in terms of their toolbox with regard to diabetes. What we will do is introduce our panelists, and we will ask that you hold your questions. You can raise your hands if you want. But we'll get to you probably a little later in the program and it's going to be sort of interactive because each of them will talk for 10, 15 minutes and then we'll have a chance to ask questions. And then once they're all done, then you raise your hands and we'll get to you. Obviously, we're going to have time for all of this, I promise. But this is a chance for you to learn from, from those of us who have been diabetic for a little while about things that we do, which might work for you, may not, because everybody's different. But this is another chance to at least be exposed to what diabetes can be like for those of us who's lived who've lived it for a while so let's introduce our panelists liz alexa is going to be speaking last because she is type one yes I, I don't have the drum fanfare <laughs> sorry they don't pay me much for this uh so i didn't bring it but type 2 diabetes is different it's not all the same and so we'll be speaking with Jeff Bishop here in just a bit, who has his own story, which is probably different than a lot of ours. And we'll also be talking with Randy Knapp first, who is a type 2, but isn't using pills. He's using a pump. So we're all diverse. I'm using pills. And unfortunately, no CGM yet, but <laughs> just watch. You just watch. It'll happen. Because I'm going to make it happen, and they'll be very sorry they haven't given it to me yet. Without, and I don't mind paying for it. I'm just tired of all of the stuff that. And we've talked about that during the last session. So a lot of us come from different aspects. So let's talk about how Randy deals with diabetes when he was diagnosed, and what he's done, and how he makes this. I don't know that the the word manageable is a good word to use, but at least it's manageable disease. You do what you can to make it something that you can live with, etc. So, Randy Knapp, glad to have you. Uh, someone who is currently in the in the move, going to uh, Maryland. He's not quite there yet. But, uh, Randy, come on and talk to us about your story with regard to diabetes. Well, thank you, Larry. Um, I was diagnosed as a diabetic in June of 1994. And like a lot of people who heard the news in the very beginning, I was shocked. I almost felt like, this was sort of a premature death sentence because I really didn't understand diabetes and wasn't sure what kind of life I would have and wasn't sure if I would be able to um, avoid things like neuropathy and other kinds of complications that diabetics oftentimes run into because I, as a practitioner, had worked with other diabetics, but I always figured after I was done for the day, well, that's them and that's not me. 
uh, wrong answer. It's was now me. So I really had to sort of start in the very beginning. And I was very fortunate because my doctor referred me to a very good diabetes educator. And I would recommend that for anybody who's beginning a journey with diabetes, in addition to consulting with your physician or endocrinologist, which many of us choose to do, I would recommend that you get in touch with a with both a diabetes educator and a dietitian because they can help structure ways that you can deal with diabetes. For example, uh, I started out, as a lot of diabetics did, taking pills and using diet to uh, control uh, my diabetes. And that worked for about mm, the first 10 years of my diabetes life. And then around the 11th year, um, sat down with my doctors and they basically said, we're not thrilled with your numbers. We think we need to be a little more aggressive. We want to put you on insulin. And again, I had sort of had one of those reactions where it was like, oh, no, not insulin. That's horrible. Now I really won't have a life. And that uh, I'm pleased to say is not the case at all. Uh, so I started out um, with uh, going down a first, a very generalized insulin approach where I just took two shots a day and uh, they were trying to monitor it that way. But eventually I became more educated in the whole idea of how you use insulin. Uh, I became aware of something called carb counting, which allows you to more accurately match the kind of insulin you take with the food that you ingest with the needs that your body has to uh, deal with your sugars. And so through all of that, um, uh, I uh, worked with that for about four years. And then about the fifth year, uh, my endocrinologist said, we really think you should consider a pump because you've got what's called Don effect, which means your body gets really active and um, making insulin through your sleeping hours. And I kept waking up with higher than what we'd like blood sugars. So I went on to an insulin pump, which is a device that attaches uh, to your stomach through an infusion set, but it's not nearly as traumatic as you might think. In fact, I'm not even aware of it being there. Um, and I've been on a pump for the last six years and my life has been really wonderful and the last change that I've made in my diabetes uh, approach was to um, go from a conventional talking glucose meter to a, a CGM system made by Dexcom called a Dexcom G6, which whenever I need to know my sugar, I can say, hey, S-I-R-I, and I'm spelling it so that we don't get a live response of my sh sugar. Uh, what is my glucose? And um, my phone will immediately report what my glucose is. Uh, I can also uh, keep a pillow speaker under my pillow at night when I'm sleeping so that if, for example, I were to have a low, an alarm will go off. It will wake me up, but it will not disturb my wife. And I can immediately deal with that um, situation, which has brought about a real awareness of just how my body deals with the things I eat, how I process it. And I think I've made wiser decisions about 
what to eat, when to eat it, how much to eat, and things of this sort. So in a general sense, that is the short form story of, of my journey, other than to say that there are days, like a lot of people have, that I wish this whole thing would go away. And there are days that I would like to sit down and eat a whole Dutch apple pie if I could. And there are days that I want ice cream. And there are occasions where I sometimes have ice cream, but I don't do it most of the time. I really try to stay within the routines that the diet um, suggests. And um, the measures um, that I've been using now to track my ability to control diabetes, which is the A1C level, and my uh, targeted range are both in total uh, step with what my doctor wants them to be. So he was teasing me during my last session saying, you know, you're such a good patient. I'm going to be sad that you're moving to Maryland because I won't be able to make any more money off of you because all you do is hit your targets. Um, So it was really nice to hear, but it also was an indication that I had won my doctor over in terms of teaching him that I, in fact, as a blind person, could control all of this and to do it successfully. So my hope would be to encourage all of you to find doctors that you can work with that will give you that same opportunity to not only control your outcome, but to be an ambassador for how blind people do it. But and I think, Randy, also it's 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 worth saying again that you find doctors who can help you, but you still have to be your own advocate because some doctors don't know anything about diabetes. Mine knew something, but she knew nothing about a blind person as a diabetic. And she's learning, and we're learning together. So I think that's equally important as well. Oh, I agree. Yeah. And, and with my doctor, I sort of had to explain to him the difference between when a screen reader reads something from the screen versus you giving voice control, he was thinking that, well, if you could just talk to your phone, you'd have it made. And I said, well, what happens when the numbers come to the screen and nothing speaks? Yep. Yep. And that didn't occur to him. So then I explained to him how the screen reader resolved that. And so, you know, he has become more educated. His staff has become more educated. And with all that, my bar now is very high with them. So if I do have a bad three month stretch, they don't hesitate to let me know. Yeah, and that's that's really important too. By the way, Jeff and, and Liz, you certainly can jump in here too as well before we get to Jeff. Uh, I, I, and I just think self-advocating is so important and I'm going through it now trying to get a, a Freestyle Libra and I will. Uh, but they the doctors don't mean not to know what to say to you. They just don't make, they don't connect the dots in all cases because they're not blind. And they don't use this form of of audio. You know, they just don't think about it. It's sort of like, you know, when you call somebody and you got a problem with your computer and they say, click with the mouse. And you say, no, I can't click with the mouse. Yeah, just click with the mouse in the right-hand corner. They don't understand until you say it a few times, I can't click with the mouse because I can't see what I'm clicking. I am totally blind. And sometimes they don't get it and sometimes they pause and, oh, yeah. Then they get it. And and the same thing is true sometimes when you're explaining things like diabetes as a blind person to a doctor. So you have to be patient. Totally. Yep. Any comments from either you or uh, Liz or, or Jeff? 
You know, I think it's, you make a really valid point about having a team to advocate with. Um, you know, I'll explain a little of that in my story too, but it's important to have people who are willing to make that fight with you um, to get the help you need or the, get the control you need, the proper devices to get you in a healthy spot with your sugars. Um, and if you don't have that in your team, sometimes it, it's worth going outside and getting another doctor. Um, you know, it's sometimes that's tough, but you need to have a, a team that's going to work alongside of you and be a team, not just say, okay, you're doing this without really truly understanding the situation that we're living in. Jeff, would you like to tell us you told your story because it's changed since you told it last year? Yeah, absolutely. Quite a bit. Um, yeah, quite a bit, actually. So let's see. So uh, I was diagnosed with diabetes in 2002, I believe. Um, and uh, it was interesting. You know, I, I, I grew up with... Uh, um, knowing a lot about diabetes because I had family members that had it, including my mother. And uh, she actually passed away in 1999, not from diabetes, but from um, other complications. But, you know, she was on insulin. And, and so I knew that due to my weight and probably due to just, you know, uh, family, um, you know, family members having it, that it was only a matter of not if, but when. So I was, uh, I was, uh, woke up in the middle of the night and had classic symptoms, you know, the whole thirst thing and literally drank tons and tons of water. I tried drinking soda and milk and couldn't quench my thirst at all. And I knew exactly what, I knew exactly what it was. So called in sick, called in, called in sick and, um, went to the doctor that afternoon and had a glucose of, 300 uh, in the office. So they sent me for a glucose tolerance test, which uh, shot over a thousand. And so my journey began. And uh, Randy, do you remember the, uh, what was it called? The voice mate? Isn't that the meter, the, the old meter that we used to use? The Yeah, that was my first glucose meter. Yeah, the big, big old honking thing that came in a big old zipper bag thing. <laughs> yes. Made you look like you were a crazy person running around with this giant thing and uh yeah but those were the good old days trying to get blood placement on a strip with all of that so i i lived with diabetes for for quite some time went to a a nephrologist um found out that i already had some some kidney damage and the and the nephrologist said if you don't take care of this you'll either be dead by 50 or, or on dialysis by 50 so you know do something about it. So I got pretty serious in, in uh, doing exercise, lost uh, 75, 80 pounds. But of course, you know, if you don't have the, the support system, which just gets back to, we need to really fix this, getting back to our last session around, you know, needing to solve these problems about uh, advocating for ourselves and, and making sure that things are accessible for us. If you don't have the support system, then you don't go, you know, and so the weight came back and, uh, you know, so it was just, it, it, it was a struggle. Um, 
for me. Was able to keep my A1C uh, with lots of medications, lots of different medications, and mainly uh, uh, pills in the beginning. Went to insulin because of again I had Dawn effect issues too, uh, but never was on a pump. Then uh, tried when I lived in Arizona to to start to look at medical solutions or at least medical tools to help me with my weight and got denied. And I think, um, I can't prove this, but I think part of it is they didn't know how to deal with someone who was blind and whether or not a blind person could deal with, you know, uh, a, a complete lifestyle change, you know, for something like a gastric bypass or a sleeve or anything of that nature. So I got denied. I got denied, and um, which was a really a, a bummer. So when I moved to uh, when I moved to Seattle for my job at Microsoft, I started this process all over again. And I thought, well, let's 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 try this. And and uh, while I was here, I also started using a continuous glucose monitor, that being um, Freestyle Libre. And uh, I tell you that that to me. Um, has been, and I think Randy, you'd probably agree here that, uh, that and Dexcom in meaning that the accessibility that, that these devices bring was as significant to me as a screen reader or the iPhone. Um, and I, and I don't, and I don't say that lightly. I think it was as life changing as those technologies have been in my life. Um, and, and both of those that allow me to have a, a pretty lucrative career throughout my life and support my family and my children and all of that. Um, so to say that, to say that, uh, technology doesn't play a part in our lives, I think, uh, well, it certainly does. Would you agree, Randy, that, that, that these have been that substantial? Totally. In fact, I would say that, um, not only does it give us control over our health and over a disease that that if we did nothing about it would certainly at some point cause us a premature death. Right. Exactly. But, but it also gives us the ability to understand what is going on with our body in very real time. So exactly. And, and I had a situation like this two nights ago, uh, as you all know, I'm preparing to move and I've been doing a lot more physical activity and I've had to adjust my insulin intake because I'm doing more work. And as a result of this, um, I started having woes because I didn't make enough adjustments in the amount of insulin I was taking to accommodate um, the extra physical work I was doing. So, but with the, with the, with the Dexcom G6 that I'm currently using, it was able to alert me it said you're going to go low in 20 minutes i've never been told by any device that i'm going to go low in 20 minutes and that gave me the time to run down the stairs and grab a couple of peaches which by the way were very good and i ate them and uh, a half hour later i could see my sugar starting to climb and uh you know, was able to address it immediately and yeah, to exactly. do it in a way that was that was wonderful. Exactly. So, you know, given the right tools, we can manage our disease um, really, really well. And that's it, it's it's a wonderful time in the uh, to be blind, honestly, um, in reference to this t- type of uh, technology. It's great. Uh, Twenty years ago, we wouldn't have had this uh, for sure. So. 
I, I went on a supervised uh, weight loss program, lost about 30 or 40 pounds doing that and, you know, gained a few of it back and, and then started this process again and um, got really big into, big into health and, and exercise. And well, to make a long story short, um, I went from uh, the, the day before Thanksgiving of 2019 uh, to now, I've lost a total of about 165 pounds and uh, without taking any medication now at all for diabetes, although I still use a CGM because frankly, I am never going to let myself get into a position where I am not knowing what's going on because once you're a diabetic, you're always a diabetic as far as I'm concerned. Even though they tell you you're in remission, which is what they've told me, is that you know, you've know you pretty much you know conquered this. My uh, last year of A1Cs, and I check mine every three months or so, maybe three or four, but you know when, uh, but has been uh, the highest it's been is 5.1. And uh, anything below f- uh, 5.7, so 5.6 and below is consid- considered norm. Um, 5.7 to 6 is considered pre-diabetic. Anything over 6, it depends on whose scale you use. But uh, I, I basically use the, uh, the uh, endocrine associates one because it tends to be a little tighter than the ADA one. Uh, they they say anything, you know, over seven is time to be concerned. Uh, the uh, the endocrinologists tend to want tighter control, and frankly, um, for me, that's worked out well. Um, some pieces of advice that I would definitely give to people who are either newly diagnosed or if you've been a diabetic for a really long time. Um, uh, chances are, if you're newly diagnosed, you've probably had diabetes for five years prior to yourself being diagnosed, at least there's a good potential of it, or, or at least a year or two. Um, find a really, really good doctor slash nurse practitioner. Um, I find that sometimes nurse practitioners are, are actually really, really great because they can devote more time to you in the office. Um, we, had, we had one when uh, I was first diagnosed that probably, changed, pro- probably saved my life. She was uh, just an amazing resource. And, you know, having a solid medical team is so, so important. Um, whether you think you need one or not, get a really good endocrinologist and get uh, in to see them at least once a year to be able to know where you are. Um, you may not think you need one, but you honestly do. If you have diabetes, you should have an endocrinologist. Um, definitely, you know, focus on, on if you have some vision, Focus on your eyes, focus on your feet, focus on, on getting all of those things checked uh, and, and really make sure that you're getting all of your testing done. You know, that's, that's the true marker of how well you are doing clinically. Uh, meters, uh, glucometers, CGM devices, they're only, uh, you know, they're not as accurate as, say, a, a lab is a lab test is, is is much more scientific it's much more clinical it's um it's it, it it's much more accurate than a glucometer a glucometer could be anywhere to 15 to 20 percentage points off so just keep that in mind so this is why this is really important um that's my story and uh it's it it's it's one that has had its ups and downs but i want to i'm probably in the best health that i've been in my entire life. 
And I'm thankful for the, the people that have helped me along that journey, including my wife and, and family and, and, uh, really good friends like Randy and, and Larry and others who have, uh, really been a great support to me. Um, and that's the other thing. Find people around you that can be of great support to you, uh, because you really need it with this disease. Trust me, I still worry about my own disease and I'm in pretty, I'm doing pretty good right now. Um, ask, go, go talk to Randy and Randy will tell you that, you know, Jeff needs to get a life sometimes and not worry about things so much. Right, Randy? So, you know, <laughs> you know, so it's, uh, it's, but we all do it. We all do it because, um, whether we like it or not, the disease in some ways can, can controls us, but we need to control it. And that's really the best advice that I can give you too, is, is don't let it control you. But at times it will. So you just need to overcome that and fight the battle. Take it on. You know, it's interesting. You talked about support and, and it is true that a lot of us are one big diabetic family we know each other and in many cases we know the issues that are surrounding each person and it's amazing when i first started to look at the cgm like the the libri uh i got it because my uh my work at the time you know i was able to get it easily through the insurance not as easy now but when i was working it was very simple but then i thought how do i get this to work i don't know anything about this so, uh, we've known Jeff for a very long time. We meaning my bro- twin brother, John and I. And I called Jeff and I said, how do I get this thing working? I want to use it because I think it's great. And I've heard all the podcasts. I heard Chris's podcast. I heard lots of others, uh, on main menu and other places. And he said, call Terry and I, and we'll put you on FaceTime and Terry will watch you as you unpack the box. Because I had no clues to what to do, and it took a while. Parson, yeah, Carrie and I helped him. Yep. And, yeah. Uh, and just walked him through the process. Just you know, Carrie uh, watched up the screen, and and I guided Larry through the process. It wasn't wasn't too too hard. I think that no. the biggest part was just trying to get things acclimated in a yeah. way that he, he knew exactly what we were talking about when we said, "Okay, you know, unscrew this and right. put this on top of this and push down on this." And, because even you though know, somebody blink your, eye, blink your eyes and turn your head to the left, yeah, and then, you know, nod even, your head twice. Even and, though somebody explains you know. <laughs> it, it's not like it's not like them being there to take your hands no, and touch. Exactly. And no, so you have to say, no. "Oh, I think I know what she means." And then she'll either say, "Yeah, you got it," or "No, no, 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 that's not what I meant." So yeah, and then we help John too. You right? have John and, as well. Then, then we help John, and you were there to help him. I was. So I was able to explain went a lot stuff faster. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, there have been others in ACB that we've helped. You know, who've called us and said, "Okay, let's just guide you through this process. It's not that hard." You know, Jeff, you also helped me. I don't know if you remember. Wow, really? When I because I started out with a Libre Link, I wound up changing to Dexcom because um, it was a preference of my endocrinologist who who felt that um, at that time the Dexcom was handling low readings a little more accurately. Yeah, Um, that's the problem with Libre, mm -hmm. right? The the lows are not as accurate, but. Uh, yeah, you you were de- instrumental in that too. And again, and I and of course there was a part of me that said, "Well, gee, if Jeff can do it, we certainly should be able to do it." <laughs> well, yeah, if, any, if I can do it, anybody can yeah. do it. I mean, you know, it's not it's not. No, trust me, mechanically, I'm 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 stupid. I'm more of a software guy. And you, you ask my wife, I, I you know, heck, uh, <laughs> I'm not good at stuff like that. 
She can do anything. She's a she's a miracle wow. worker. That woman over there. But it's see, it's not just Jeff. It's the whole family of you know. If I had questions about something, I called Tom Tobin, and he said, "Oh, well, let's walk through this." Everybody is so accommodating. They're all in it because they know that if they needed help with something, we'd be the first persons there to say, "What can we do to help?" And that's yeah, exactly. just the way so many of us are. Well, because we're all going to be needing some help at some point, right? Right. Exactly. And, and so, you know, um, that's why we all need to support each other. Yep. And that's why we have such a strong affiliate and, and the, the support system that all of us bring to that affiliate, it truly is a family. In other words, when we meet, it truly feels like we're all, you know, meeting for Thanksgiving dinner or meeting at Christmas, you know, that kind of a thing, because we've, we've learned each other's stories. We know each other's lives, or at least we know somewhat of them. We may not know all of the things and, and sometimes we have some pretty personal conversations yeah, about exactly Im- how how things impact us, and sometimes the conversations are very delicate um, because honestly, um, diabetes impacts everything from you know um, your kidneys to you know sexual health. So yep, whatever it is, it's okay because we've all been there. We've all know what that story is. We all know how to manage it, or at least we know how to to guide people into figuring out how to manage it because we may not have all the answers and we all don't have all the answers but you know somebody somebody knows. does yeah you know absolutely who, you know who, um, you know who has been and uh just an amazing person in our um affiliate and that is sugar absolutely sugar is, uh, sugar is um one of these people who if you have not met her um and um if you are going to join the affiliate you'll get to meet her um she is just an amazing, bright, shining star of our affiliate. She, um, you know, when I had surgery, I heard from her. When, mm-hmm. when um, I got postcards, you know, she's on our, she handles our sunshine committee. Um, she's gone through her own medical struggles, but, but she never, she never shows signs of being negative. No. She'll express things in reality. But she, but she always is so uplifting. She speaks so lovingly and kindly of her family and her husband. And she, she is, she is someone that I, I hold in great. Uh, well, she's just an amazing woman, um, and and it's, she's just an example of the type of people that we have in our affiliate that are there to support one another, and uh, and we have and we have many, many, many more of them. But she's just one example of just, just, just really the salt of the earth. She's, she's a jewel. Absolutely, she really is. You know, oh my gosh, yeah. just amazing, absolutely amazing yeah. people. Yeah. So it, yeah. It, it's interesting. I was I purposely didn't talk about ACBDA because I knew I was going to be talking about support, and I'll we'll do this at the end again. But if you have thoughts about either joining us or just wanting to reach out to learn from somebody about a problem you're having with regard to diabetes we're not we're not medical people so we, we're not doctors but if we can help you at all uh make your journey with diabetes clearer if you happen to have diabetes then send us an email as well or if you'd like to join us send us an email we'd be happy to be in touch with you and it's acbdaorg at gmail.com acbdaorg at gmail.com we'll give that address later on as well we will uh, we'll have you um, raise your hands fairly quickly but it's 33 minutes after the hour 
And we've talked about insulin pumps, thanks to Randy. We talked about Jeff's amazing story. And we're type 2 diabetics. We're going to talk now to someone who is a little newer to ACBDA, but she's jumped right in there with some great comments, etc., about diabetes. And she's a type 1. We do have a few type 1s, several actually, but a lot more type 2s on the list. We have roughly 90 to 95 people thus far. Uh, all with different stories, all with fascinating stories. And we asked Liz to talk about her diabetic journey. So, Liz, if you don't mind, please go ahead. Awesome. Thanks so much, Larry. Well, like Larry said, my journey is quite a bit different. Um, Actually, because I was diagnosed at age six um, was one of the reasons, but I've not always been blind. Um, the reason I became blind is from diabetic retinopathy. Um, so I'll start back at the age of six. Uh, it was December of 1991 and my family thought I had the flu. I got very sick. I started losing weight and was drinking nonstop. And, uh, they finally took me to the, the hospital and my lab work came back that my blood sugar was 1,837. Um, They didn't know how I made it there, (laughs) Um, but I was put in intensive care and put on injections immediately, taught I was not allowed to leave the hospital um, without being able to give my own injections. Here I was six years old in first grade and being required to give my own injections. Um, at that time I was on six injections a day because when I was diagnosed, it wasn't just with type one diabetes. It's with a very rare form of type one diabetes called highly insulin resistant type one diabetes. So my body rejects the insulin and doesn't want to basically accept it, um, which has, has been a, a challenge. Um, I was on injections until I was 13 when I went on a mini med pump and I was on a mini med pump with throughout my teenage years. Um, I was got pregnant out of high school with my incredible now 17 year old son, Logan. Um, my pregnancy was the first time I actually had decent blood sugars and my A1C was at the lowest it had ever been, which was at a 7.4. Um, which is actually kind of rare because usually your A1C will go up during pregnancy. And the doctors just kept saying, if we could keep you pregnant with all those hormones without having you pregnant for the rest of your life, you know, that would be, that's your ideal. That's what you need. (laughs) And I said, thanks, but no thanks. Um, And uh, so I stayed on the pump. And when I was 27, I noticed one day while I was driving at work, I worked for an organization that took care of adults with um, severe special needs and mental health issues. And um, I was a supervisor of the group home and driving the bus. And uh, I noticed this little wiggly thing moving in my vision. And uh, I freaked out because I, I was convinced I had a worm in my eye because it just, it just kept moving. I mean, it was constantly there, but I could see it. So I called my, um, ophthalmologist and I was getting regular diabetic eye checks every year. I had just been to the, um, 
my diabetic retinologist in February of that year, and they said they saw no signs of diabetic retinopathy. And we are now at the end of April, that same year. And I went in and they took a look and they said, your diabetic retinopathy is so severe. If we don't start treatment today, you'll be blind by the end of May. Since then, I have had four retinal um, reattachments in each eye. I've had hundreds of thousands of lasers. Um, I've had developed cataracts and had two cataracts removed in each eye, plus, you know, my uh, secondary cataracts and glaucoma surgery now because of all of this. And in the process, I was still in my pump. (laughs) And now I wasn't able to take care of my pump. Um, cause I couldn't see what I was doing. I, my sugars weren't controlled. My health was failing and failing quickly. Uh, so I reached out for some help after I started with some of my eye treatments and I, from April till September 12th of 2012, I became completely blind Um, I ended up reaching out to my local center for independent living. Uh, I was very familiar with the different resources available. I had taken care of my brother who had severe health issues for many years. And I also in my field of work, I I worked with people who needed additional support. So I reached out to the center for independent living and talked to this incredible lady who many of you probably know, her name's Debbie Rozier. And, uh, I didn't know she was blind and she listened to me yell and scream and cry for hours on the phone. You don't understand unless you live it yourself. And she just listened. And I said, and I don't know what to do with my diabetes. And she just listened. And finally she said, you know, there is light at the end of the tunnel and it'll all be okay because I've been blind for 20 years. And if I can do it, you can do it. So about, A year later, I went off my insulin pump because this was not a good thing for me at the time. I, there was no way for me to accurately control my sugars. My insulin resistance was getting worse. Um, I started to develop other complications from diabetes, um, neuropathy in my arms from my elbows down to my fingertips. I'm now at that point in time, 30 years old. I had very little feeling in my feet. Um, a lot of neuropathy pain in my legs, but I still had feeling. It was just sharp and burning from the diabetes. Then I, I noticed that I started vomiting every day, numerous times a day. And I thought, oh, I must be in DKA. Well, my, I wasn't spilling any ketones. I didn't know what to do and ended up being diagnosed with severe gastroparesis, which is a paralyzation, basically, of the stomach. Um, only 26% of my stomach actually works at this point. And I also was diagnosed with Crohn's colitis on top of that. So a Crohn's colitis and gastroparesis diet is not diabetes friendly because it's, you eat breads, you eat pastas, you don't eat fiber, you don't eat fresh fruit, you don't eat fresh vegetables, you know, you limit your salads. So it became rather challenging to figure out what works. And this is where one of my biggest coping mechanisms in life has come in. And I'm, for those of you who can't see, I'm holding up my rubber chicken right now. Um, Humor. I joke around a lot, make jokes, um, laugh, because sometimes that's all you have left on tough days. 
And it got to the point where I was taking 15 injections a day. Um, my fingers were numb completely, and but yet so painful from checking my sugars all the time. So in December of 2018, I finally went on the Freestyle Libre to give it a try. And I was obsessed. And when I say obsessed, I'm saying like, I know I can scan myself anytime, but I was literally scanning like every two minutes just to see where I was with my sugars, because now I can't see what I'm doing. I want to be able to control the best I can. And this was my form of being able to get a grip on my, my circumstance. Now through all of this, I wasn't alone. Um, I, met a friend who became my companion and my partner and he has been my rock in addition to my son and has helped me through all of this. And right now, if it weren't for that additional support system, I probably wouldn't be able to be living because of how severe my specific situation is. I was on the freestyle Libra for a year and my endocrinologist said, enough is enough. We need to get you under better control. Because at this point, my A1C was 14.9. I was miserable. (laughs) And um, we got it approved to have the Dexcom G6 continuous glucose sensor and a tandem insulin pump. And the brilliant thing about the combination of these two is it creates a closed loop system, um, which basically means my sensor sends my information to my insulin pump. My insulin pump reads that information. And if my blood sugar is going up, it gives me, the pump gives me a little extra insulin. If I'm starting to drop, it stops my insulin deliveries to help give me tighter control. And in a matter of a year, my A1C went from 14.9 to 5.7. And with my diabetes, this is the best my diabetes has ever been, um, which I'm grateful for. Uh, unfortunately, due to the blindness and the specific insulin pump that I require to have this tight control, I do require sighted assistance, which because at this point, the interface is a, a touch screen for the insulin pump. But the nice part about this is my partner and companion loads my pump, gives me my insulin at every meal, or if my sugars go a little extra high, we get an extra bolus of insulin. But there's an app on the phone, on my iPhone that connects with my pump and the screen reader actually reads me all of the active information on my insulin pump screen. So I can keep track of that on my own. I can keep track of where my pump battery is at and do I need to charge myself and plug into a wall? Um, you know, I, I like a biologic woman here. Um, do I, do I need to put more insulin in my pump? Am I going low with that? Uh, where's my transmitter at? There's so much information that I can get on my own, how much insulin I currently have in my system compared to where my sugar is and where my sugar is headed. You know, and, and through all of this, it's a support system. It's that intense support system that has kept me afloat. It has been the tight working with an endocrinology team. I have an, two endocrinologists in the same practice and two nurse practitioners in the same practice. When they set up an appointment for me, they set a full hour because they know I'm complex. 
And we always joke about it. You know, here comes trouble when I walk in. Um, but you know, it's, it is our life. It is my life. Um, I am a warrior and I will keep fighting. I am proud to say that. Um, but you know, when you have the support systems you need, it really can ease that emotional and mental burden because when your sugars are jumping all over the place and fluctuating drastically, your moods go out of control and you have no control over that necessarily. And I don't, I can't tell when my sugars are dropping. And even if the pump hasn't quite picked up on it yet, my partner does. And then the pump alarms and we know we need to get moving now because if not, it's, you know, a ride in the ambulance. Um, so it, it's really been one heck of a journey. Here I am now, you know, a year and a half into my insulin pump and my glucose sensor with the Dexcom. And I, like I said, I've, my diabetes has never been better controlled, but it's because I have that extra, that extra support, which, you know, some people may need and it's okay to ask for help. And I still struggle with that. I don't like to, you know, interrupt my partner right before a meal and say, Hey, can I have 35 grams of carbs for this meal for me, please? But it, it works for us and for me. Um, and maybe this will help somebody else in their journey. At least I hope. And don't forget your rubber chicken. I mean, always have humor set aside and ready to pop a funny out somewhere. And if that doesn't work, you can always eat it. I, it's rubber, Larry. Oh, it's rubber. It's a rubber chicken. Oh, okay. It's okay. A- <laughs> but I've been to banquets where I thought it was rubber chicken too. <laughs> but yes, if you get hungry, you can always gnaw on the chicken. You know, it, it's fascinating because I've heard some of your story, but not that kind of detail. And and, and I didn't even get to include everything. No, you know, because I know we're on a time. I can yeah. talk for an hour. Yeah. Oh no, um, it's it's fascinating what you told us, and I'm glad I'm not following you. It would not be easy, but but what you've what you've accomplished, you know, and you just that indomitable spirit where you just said, "I'm not going to give up." You've gone through more than probably two or three people in their lifetimes already, and you're still relatively young. Well, and that's that's part of my story. Is you know, when I lost my sight, I didn't want to just sit around and not do anything. Yeah. So, even though I was diabetic and I have countless other health issues, I went back to school as an adult student. I just graduated this past May with my bachelor's degree in applied psychology, and I'm hoping to go on to get my master's degree in counseling someday. Wow, good for you. So, you know, just because we have these giant barriers in life, it doesn't mean we have to stop living. No. You know, you can enjoy what you want to enjoy. You don't have to stop living. You know, just learn to, you know, accommodate and moderate, and it's... That's the big thing is accommodation with being blind and with the diabetes. Yes, that's that's, across the board. Yes, it is. Now, we are going to go to questions in just a bit, but Jeff and Randy, do you have any reactions or any, anything you want to, to throw in here while we're, while we're yeah, getting I'm it? Yeah, I'm still wrapping my head around a 14 point. Me whatever. too. And what was it? 180? And then dropping it down to five point. That is just. 
and I, unreal. I, I, I knew my, my wife thirteen point six was when it? I got diagnosed. Yeah, I know my wife's blood sugar when she was alive. When she first found out she was type one gestational, her blood sugar when they went took her to the hospital was something like twelve or thirteen hundred. That's the that's the highest I'd ever heard until just about ten minutes ago. That's scary, knowing what we know now. But but the A one C drop is fascinating. I don't. Yeah. I don't and know I many people. Ended up that, going lower than the five point six. That's where wow. I'm at now. I ended up going down to a four point nine. Um, wow. But you know, with the insulin resistance, it it's creeping back up a little bit. But as long as we're keeping it below eight, my endocrinologist is yeah over the moon. Yep. Because you have to be a little more. I mean, you're still a brittle diabetic, and they give you a. They have to give you a little more latitude. I know that's what was happening to my wife as well. I mean, stuff that that is normal. The doctor said, no, we can't do that with you because because of a lot of different things, including insulin. With, right. the, with the lowering of your A1C and, and the, the establishing of control, has any of your neuropathy uh, gotten any better or has that just remained where, it's, where it is? The, I've gotten most of the feeling back in my fingertips. Oh. Um, and in my hands. Now, also complications of the diabetes, I've had 10 trigger finger releases, yeah, both yeah. carpal tunnel and both ulnar tunnel releases, mm-hmm. which has caused nerve damage as well. Um, but with the drop of the A1C, it has helped a little bit. Um, some of the neuropathy in my legs, in I actually have it in my neck and my back a bit too, which corresponds with my arthritis issues. Mm-hmm. So that's being treated with um, neuropathy medications. Um, but it, it has helped. The sugar's dropping. I ended up losing almost 60 pounds. I've gained a bunch of that back now, the gastroparesis. But, you know, it helped so much just to lower that A1C. Wow. I should say. Wow. I didn't know you could get neuropathy, get feeling back from now once it had begun. I didn't either. Wow. And it's, I just feel like, you know, if it's a blessing. Yeah. You know, yeah. even even when you're having a rough day, you woke up, we're breathing. You know, if you can't take it the whole day at a time, take it a minute by minute. But there's something, something positive in everything that we can, that we go through. I always... I always struggle when people say to me, and I'm sure all you guys have the same thing, when people walk up to me and say, you're inspirational. Because, no, I'm just, I'm just a person. But, but you have done such good stuff, obviously, because you want to get, get some of these issues fixed. I'm not going to tell you that you're inspirational. I'm just going to tell you that I'm amazed at your story. It is truly amazing. Thank you. Yeah, you're going to make it hard for me to go and whine. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? That's, do you need a rubber chicken? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but, you know, that's that's the thing that so many people will forget is each of our stories are different. Yeah. And what is significant for one may not be significant for the other or vice versa. We all have our own significance and uh, never... Never feel like just because someone else is going through something that your your issues aren't worth talking about or getting upset about. You know, everybody has that right, and 
it's valid. Your feelings yeah. are very valid. We have about 20 minutes left. So, Holly, if yeah, you're yeah, nearby, <laughs> maybe you could tell people how they know how to raise their hands pretty much, but what to do in case they don't. And we will take some questions up until sure. about two minutes prior before hands. we're done. We'll stop at what? about uh, probably three minutes before we end this session. So, so do you want me to keep you'll let me know or do you want me to let you know? Uh, well, I, I, I'll, I'll let you I'll just tell you one more question because I, I know. That's great. Yeah. Uh, all right. To raise your hand on a computer, it's Alt-Y. To raise your hand on a Mac, it's Options-Y. To raise your hand on your PC, and this is one of the times where it's great to be on a webinar. It's just in the lower center of the screen, and you tap on it. And to raise on your dial, fo- your dial phone, what the heck is that? On your old-timey push-button phone, you just do star nine. Okay, I want to ask a question. I'm not supposed to, but it's just a um, two-word sentence for you to answer me, uh, Mr. Gas, uh, Mr. Uh, Jeff. What? How did you lose your weight? Yeah, it was a combination of utilizing some some medical um, um, surgery options, but really it was it was determining that it was had to be a, something that was important, um, and and making a substantial change in the way that I handled food. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, in, in fact, even before I had surgery, I, I, I decided, look, I'm going to live this lifestyle to make sure that first of all, before I go, you know, spend tens and thousands and thousands of dollars on doing something um, mm-hmm. that I can do it, you know? So that's what I did. Good um, for you. That's wonderful. So it, it, it required, um, a great deal of effort to, to, and still does, to be honest with you. Um, but it's easier and easier, you know, as, as time goes on. Um, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's, uh, that's how I did it. And it, uh, you know, plus, plus, uh, with that type of a, a thing, they, they make you go on a, a pretty much a, a liquid diet for two to three weeks prior to, and I, I actually extended that to two months. Um, and, um, lost about, lost about uh 40 pounds doing that so it was down about 50 uh pounds from my original high and then lost the other 100 and 110 120 pounds addition addition of uh, to that uh, over yes. the year and a uh, year and a half good so. job that's one yep. be proud of yourself 619-684 you may talk hi this is kind of an overwhelming uh, show for me um i had I, I, it's just uh, very, it's kind of overwhelming even to kind of process because I've been kind of by myself. Um, I have uh, an A1C now that's way off target. I had been diagnosed earlier and had done really well. But then I began, um, I, I, I asked in vain for blind people who were managing their diabetes by themselves. And it was very hard, even though, so having found you guys is really just, um, I don't want to go into the whole details, it'll take too long, but um, it's its one thing to read about or hear about how something can be done, but then if you can talk to somebody one-to-one, it makes all the difference. And um, right now, I'm kind of at a crisis crossroads, so I will be trying to join your group and, and find some help, and I just want to um, thank you. Uh, so much for all this stuff. Um, 
I do feel it's possible to lose weight without surgery. It's just that um, I I just got so discouraged from the lack of support I was getting. Um, and uh, for example, with my doctor, um, they were really clueless about um, you know the, the, the barrier. And and then also, um, you know, I. I found that uh, I was in a diabetic support group for sighted people, and it was really alienating. So this is, I don't want to go on about my specifics, but I'm looking forward to joining your affiliate. It's given me a lot of hope for a situation that is was really, you know, haunting me because I didn't. And, and then for some people, I think the, the, the one bottleneck, but I, I know I can overcome it now with the motivation, is I just haven't gotten around to making learning the iPhone a priority, but I will now. And I'm a little older, um, and but I still feel that with um, that people can learn this stuff. Um, and I can see what a health priority it is now. So anyway, I will hope, look forward to joining your group. And Thank that's you. it. Thank you. We look forward Thank to having you. you. Yeah. I, um, I just want to comment because uh, when I first became a diabetic for the first six to eight months or so, I was totally religious. I did everything right. I had the numbers the doctor wanted. I ate pristinely. And then one day I woke up and I was, I was angry. And uh, I was angry because I resented the idea that I had to make diet changes. I resented the idea that I even had to limit how much I wanted to eat. And so then I sort of swam in the river of denial for a while and did whatever I wanted until one day a friend of mine sat down with me and said, do you have a death wish? Because you're acting like you do. And that got my attention. And, I, you know, at that point forward, I said, okay, fine, because I hadn't gone to a doctor either, because then I didn't have to admit to anybody that I wasn't behaving. Well, I went back to the doctor. And the doctors basically said, you know, that we can help you, but you got to let us. And so it was really from that point forward that I was able to turn my situation from a real negative to a real positive. And so I encourage you to reach out to us. I encourage you to find doctors that are that are people that you can work with that will support you through the process. And I encourage you um, that if you have a bad day, then pick it up again and make the next day better. So, so for me, all three of these conversations are totally different. I tell you, Liz's. I totally cried. I mean, totally. But this is where this is where you get support. And this is where Liz has gotten some of her support. And that's what I want to specify is ACBDA is peer support. I mean, hearing Liz's story, Monday, I see my endocrinologist and I need to make some changes. And guess what? I'm going to conquer it. You got it, Danette. And we got your back. Thanks, Liz. <laughs> You know, that's one thing I, I agree with you 100 percent, Danette. This group has been phenomenal. You know, at first, you know, just like I was in denial about my blindness at first, I didn't even want to. And I've been diabetic since I was six. I didn't want to join the group. I just wanted to support somebody <laughs> who, you know, might need a little extra. And then I fell in love myself. You know, you guys 
even though I, I'm not able to participate in all the meeting, you guys are all phenomenal. And anybody who can join, I highly recommend it because it's, it's an incredible experience. You get a lot of laughter. You got a lot of information, some great recipes. And it's, it's a great friendship and support group. Yep. It's terrific support. It really is. Okay. Becky Dunkerson, you may go ahead. Hi, everybody. Um, I just wanted to jump on and say I am, even though I know each and every one of you, and I thought I knew each and every one of you very well, I am extremely impressed with each of your stories. Um, and I can tell you that, and we all know, there are many people in our organization that have similar stories, different stories that are just as impactful. Um, and I just wanted to also throw out to our listeners that if you yourself are not diabetic, but you know somebody is, uh, which is my situation, um, this group can be for you as well because we're all, um, and I think Larry might have mentioned, I think we've all mentioned, we're all family. And um, that's one thing I've heard a lot this week in other sessions too is, is united we can do something. Um, and that's what we're here for. So I just wanted to jump in and say thank you all for your great stories. Thank you, Becky. Thanks, Becky. Okay. Um, Debbie Rosier, it's your turn to talk. Hello. That's for Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Liz. I just wanted to tell you that um, I've known you for a lot of years and I learned some new things about your story as well. Um, also, uh, just to let everybody know, I, I am a type 2 diabetic, and Liz and her partner are the ones that came over and helped me to start with the Libre system. Um, I've been on it for, uh, I think, about six weeks. Um, one of them fell off, and I had to get another one and had a little trouble with um, getting it from the pharmacy because the doctor didn't put in for for a refill or whatever. Um, so there was a couple weeks where I did it just with the regular glucometer, but um, just with that approximate six weeks with using the Libre system, um, I'm noticing that my numbers, my daily numbers are going down. So it, it's been really great. And I wanted to say hi to Liz. <laughs> Yay for you, Debbie, and lowering your sugars. I'm so thrilled for you. Okay, Diane Scalzi, you may talk. Yes, uh, good afternoon, everybody. Um, I'm, I'm really inspired by this uh, presentation. I was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes in uh, 2002 also, and um, I've worked with two diabetes educators. I see my doctor regularly, so... I know what I'm supposed to be doing, and I think I have always known what I was supposed to be doing, but um, it was so hard to do it. So I've had several um, A1C tests in the last um, year. I think I had one that was like 8.9, and I got it down to 8. Um, then I got it down to... Uh, oh, when I got it down to 8, my doctor wanted me to get it down to 7.5. So basically, I did two things. I started um, laying off the junk food, 
And I started walking around a lot more, mainly in an area that runs from my dresser uh, down a long hall that we have uh, that goes into our closet. And I just kept walking back and forth, back and forth through that area for like half hour to usually 45 minutes a day. I put on some good music to put me in a good mood. And um, last time my A1C was checked a couple of weeks ago, it had gone down to 7.2. So I know that it still needs to be lower, but I also know I didn't realize how easy it would be for me to get it lower. I mean, my readings have been so low that I thought that my prodigy voice was giving me bad information. So, um, you know, I just, I just, I just think um, I'm thinking, dang, Diane, if it was that easy, then why didn't you start doing it a lot long, a lot sooner? So, um, you know, I, I know I can, I know I can do it now. Congratulations. Good for you. (laughs) Thank you. Now you have to just keep it there. And that's sometimes a trouble, an issue too. But, but if you've got the perseverance, you'll do it. Go ahead. Okay. Um, so I'm so glad to be here uh, again today. I'm just so glad to be having, that you guys are having, um, all these, um, discussions and events for um, diabetics in action, and I'm going to be uh, becoming a member this week. Um, and and the stories are amazing. Um, I'm feeling really emotional. Liz, you were, you were making me cry with your story. It's just incredible. Um, it gives me hope. Um, and I hope that uh, I can provide support to others um, later. But I, you know, I'm fairly a fairly new um, diabetic. Um, I've only been diabetic for a year. I've been pre-diabetic longer than that though. Um, so those are my comments and I have a question. So are um, any of you familiar with Edge Park Pharmacy? Because um, I was getting the, um, the Lieberlink um, sensor regularly and in the last um, couple months or so, I've been, I'm, I've been cha- having a challenging time getting that um, and I wasn't able to get it through my regular pharmacy anymore. Um, that now it's coming through Edge Park, and I don't know what the delays are. And I keep on, you know, calling my doctor's office and um, trying to get that. Unfortunately, my A1C is good. You know, I'm at 5.3. And I'm managing it. Like I was saying yesterday, I have a health coach. It takes a lot of things. Um, by the way, I believe it's all about networking and connections because I tell you, um, uh, I, I tried for a long time to uh, do this on my own and improve my health. And I thought I was doing the right things. And, and if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for, um, you know, um, good friends like Frank Jeff and, and his wife, Carrie, um, I, I wouldn't have been able to know how to use the sensor. Um, and then getting my coach is, you know, both those things together have made a huge difference. Um, but if anybody can answer my question about, um, if they, you know, Edge Park and getting the sensor, and I want to make sure that I get the right one, the 14-day one, and try to get, get that again so I can have a better control of what's going on. Yes. Um, I would really like some help there. And Brother, thank you again talk. for this presentation. I talk right now. I, mean, um, I really appreciate it. And I'll become a member next uh, this week. Uh, 
I can speak to Edge Park a little bit because I use them too. Um, okay. I would love to tell you that I think they're a wonderful organization, but that would be lying. So I won't do that. Um, <laughs> you, what, what you really have to do is you have to get a hold of somebody in billing and saying, why is there an issue with me receiving my sensors from you? Now, and you also have to make certain that, that they have a prescription from your doctor, um, that, um, that supports this, but they are a real stickler about having everything just so. I've really, I, I've recently gone on Medicare, and that's where the real bumps in the road have come with them. Um, you know, and they have like four or five different departments that are totally uncoordinated, but should be coordinated. And as a result, I've really had to lean on them. So you need to call them every day until it's resolved. Bug them. My twin brother had the same issue, Randy. Bug them. Uh, okay, that's good to know because because I am um, I, I do have Medicare. Yeah, that's I do what, too. That's what this is true. Yeah. yeah. So my doctor, I call my doctor's office, you know, periodically, but I'll call them more often. My doctor is helping me. They're they're being proactive, mm-hmm. but um, there's obstacles here. So they, I'm glad I brought this up, and um, thank you. I appreciate well, it. What, what, what you really need to do is you really need to say to Edge Park. What is it that you don't have from my doctor that you need? Yes. What is holding this show up? And then you also need to say to them something to the effect of, if you guys can't get it right, maybe one of your competitors can. Yep. And yep. I would not hesitate. No. To get the big stick out. Makes a big difference. Can I say something? Yeah, and then, oh. we're, and then we're going to wrap up so we won't take any more questions. Go ahead, Holly. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, us gals, women, excuse me, I got yelled at yesterday, a couple of days ago for using that word, us women. Oh, my goodness. We have a tendency to be too nice. That, guy's not, that guy or woman is not your friend. He is your, he is your employee. Look at it that way. They need to help you and they need to do what they want. You're paying their salary or your insurance company is. Yeah, and, and if you need any lessons in female assertive, watch my wife deal with customer service people. That's where I learned how to handle it. <laughs> no, I, no, I, no, I can be, I can be pretty assertive. Um, so I, 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 you know, I'm resourceful. And there's a will, there's a way. Yeah, but, absolutely. Um, I, 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 I will get to the bottom of this. Okay. And thank you all so much for your support. You're welcome. And like I said, I'm going to become a member next week. Please do. Week. Please do. We have. So. Two minutes. We are going to wrap up. We are going to thank everybody tremendously for your your appearance here and the stories you told and the impact that you've had on other people. A big thank you to Randy Knapp, and I hope that your move to Maryland goes as well as this last hour and a half did. Thank uh, you. Because it was tremendous. Thanks for letting us know. And Jeff Bishop, of course. Jeff did so many. Jeff probably has been multitasking throughout this whole thing because I know how busy he is. Or maybe I don't. But he's in, he's incredible, had a great story, and we thank you, Jeff, for being with us. Thank you. And Liz, I'm so glad to have had the chance to meet you again and to know a little bit more about you and your marvelous, incredible story. And thank you because you've helped a lot of people, I'm, I know, in the last hour and a half, get to the next level so that they can continue to conquer this disease. So thank you so, so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm going to give CEU codes in just a moment. People want to join us, and that would be wonderful. For more information about ACBDA, it's it's actually an email address. All you have to do is write to that. I'm not going to give you the web address now. Get to the email address, and, and then we will 
get you what you need. It's acbdaorg at gmail.com. Once again, acbdaorg at gmail.com. And by the way, one more element of this whole three to four to five, no, actually six session pronged approach that we just touched on. We talked about so many other things with the nutrition and exercise and what to do when you become diabetic and the stories that have been told this afternoon and the advocacy. But we didn't talk about the fact that we need feedback from you. What would you like us to do next year? This, we thought, was going to be an interesting six-session set. Don't ask me to say that again. Um, We thought it would be interesting, and could we pull it off? Could we pull it off? And it was remarkable because I think we got just about all of it done pretty well, pretty well. But we want feedback. What didn't we cover? What would you like to see us cover? Because we're going to do something like this again next year, live and in person and in Omaha, and also for those of you who will be attending through Zoom. We'd like some input from you. A-C-B-D-A-O-R-G at gmail.com. Thank you all for being with us and join us again next year for ACBDA sessions at the ACB Convention 2022.